You're listening to the Sports Moment, February 19th, 2024. Part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports moment. Sponsored by Pemberton Law. And Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Fergus Falls and Purim Gymnasts have qualified for state after a section weekend. And we want to congratulate Michelle Lamau and Maya Fear from Fergus Falls and Avery McAllister and Elise Reuter from Purim on qualifying for the state Class A gymnastics competition. Michelle Lamau was third on the beam. And Maya Fear tied for third in floor exercise, so they will both represent Fergus Falls in the state event. And Avery McAllister of Perham had quite a day. She won the all-around competition, was first in floor exercise, first on beam, and first on vault to lead the Yellow Jackets to a third-place finish in the team competition behind Melrose and Detroit Lakes, and just ahead of Fergus Falls, who finished fourth in the eight-team event. So McAllister will compete in the all-around on all the events. And for Elise Reuter, she qualified fourth on the beam and was sixth in floor exercise, and she will compete at state in those two events. So pretty outstanding weekend for the gymnasts around the area, and they get to compete on the final day of competition at their state meet this uh, coming weekend. So congratulations again. And hockey, the state girls tournament, gets underway on Wednesday at the XL Energy Center in St. Paul. Of course, the Otters are back after successfully defending their section title, and they will play a quarterfinal round game at 1 o'clock Wednesday afternoon at the XL Energy Center up against the Dodge County Wildcats, who got the number three seed in the tournament. Holy Angels Academy is a number one seed. Orono got number two, then Dodge County. War Road was seeded fourth, and Proctor-Hermantown number five, so that'll be quite a first-round matchup. Then the other three teams were random draws, and that is where uh, the Otters drew Dodge County, the number three seed. And if the Otters win, they get a a day off Thursday and then come back Friday for a semifinal round game at 11 o'clock at the XL. Should they lose that opening round game, they would play the next day, Thursday, at the TRIA rink in the Consolation semifinals. Now to play in the third and final day of the tournament on Saturday, the Otters need to win at least one of their first two games. And the Otter boys hockey team has earned a home playoff game. They were the number three seeds when the seeding was announced in Section 6A. And the Otters will host a team they've shut out twice this year, the Wilmer Cardinals, the number six seeds, at 7 o'clock Tuesday night at the Community Arena in Fergus Falls. Alexandria got the number one seed. They will entertain Breckenridge Wapiton in a quarterfinal round game Tuesday night. Number two, Northern Lakes, will host Wadena Deer Creek. And number four, Morris Benson, will be at home to Prairie Center. Now, if the Otters win on Tuesday night against Wilmer, they would move on to the MAC in St. Cloud on Saturday for a semifinal round contest at a time that is yet to be determined. 
And a week from today, the high school girls basketball playoffs will begin, so we'll be getting seeding information on Saturday about the Class A, AA, and AAA teams that we'll be following uh, around our area, and that uh, should be quite a postseason because we have some really strong teams in our region, especially in Section 6A where you have Underwood and Hillcrest and West Central area and Hancock, a lot of strong girls teams who will be competing for the right to go to state out of the Section 6A. And then you have Pelican Rapids and Purim in the 8-2A competition, along with a real strong Barnesville team that will have something to say about the outcome in that section. So we're looking forward to what will be a fun week of a playoff competition uh, when it begins next Monday in girls basketball. Well, one of our sponsors, of course, is Lake Area Docks and Lifts, and we appreciate Donovan and Renee Rasmussen and all they do for youth in our area. And they are big sponsors of youth activities, no matter what it is. And, of course, they are gearing up for what they hope will be a very busy summer on the water. Sure looks like we're going to get an early start to it, and they'd like to help you get ready for what will be a fun summer in Lakes Country. They serve you from five different locations, Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation that goes all the way back to 1883. And they serve you from four different locations around the area, offices in Fergus Falls, Wadena, Detroit Lakes, and Alexandria. And you can visit them online also at PEMLaw.com. The Minnesota Gopher men's basketball team was in action at the barn, Williams Arena, on Sunday night against Rutgers, and the Gophers, who have played some really good teams well, but have come up short a number of times to Wisconsin and Iowa and Purdue most recently, uh, they put it together last night when they needed to, struggled a bit, but they did beat Rutgers 81-70. to Pharrell Payne had 21 points, 11 rebounds, and a couple of blocked shots in that game, as the Gophers improved to 16-9 and overall, and they are 7-7 seven and seven now in the Big Ten. I've been looking ahead at some of the so-called experts' projections for the tournament field, the NCAA tournament field, and I don't see the Gophers listed in any of them. So Gophers have 16 wins. Usually the thought is you need to have 20 wins to be considered for the NCAA tournament, and among those 20, you need a signature win or two. Now, the Gophers don't have that. They could have had it pretty easily against any of those three teams I mentioned, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Purdue, who are all very highly ranked and strong teams. But the Gophers blew leads in all three of those games and failed to put the game in the win column. So they still need that signature win, and they're running out of time. Plus, they need four more victories to get to 20. Certainly a, a strong NIT favorite if they don't make the NCAA tournament. And it's looking like that's going to be the case. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves are off. The All-Star break is going on. And what a joke the All-Star break, All-Star game is in the NBA. They don't play defense. They just show off their athleticism on the offensive end. And I guess fans like it. Um, but, boy, it just uh, is really hard to watch. The Eastern Conference won over the Western Conference in the highest scoring 
NBA All-Star Game of all time, 211 to 186. Really? 397 points in an NBA game. The Milwaukee Bucks' Damian Lillard was named the All-Star Game MVP. He had 39 points, and he joined Michael Jordan as the only other player in league history to win a Saturday night event. He won the three-point shooting competition, just edging out Carl Anthony Towns of the Wolves, and then to be named MVP in the same All-Star weekend. So pretty elite company there for Lillard to join with the Michael Jordan uh, Carl Anthony Towns scored more points than anybody in the game as he scored 50 in his 28 minutes on the floor. Uh, however, he lost out in the MVP balloting because Damian Lillard was on the winning team and Carl Anthony Towns was not. Towns became only the fourth player in All-Star Game history to reach the 50-point plateau. Well, now that the All-Star Game is over, and after the next few days off, the schedule resumes for the Timberwolves on Friday night when they start a seven-game homestand. And this is where the Wolves have an opportunity to really make a dent in the, their lead in the stand is just increase that lead with seven games in a row at home, and we'll see how that stretch plays out for them. The Minnesota Wild have been hot since their All-Star break ended. They are 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 games. They have a matinee game today against the Vancouver Canucks on President's Day at the XL Energy Center in St. Paul. And we're 38 days from opening day on the Major League Baseball season. Reading a lot about what are the Twins going to do here? Do they have another move left? They've got a little wiggle room on their salary cap that they were talking about before the season started. And they've got about $16 million to spend to get to what the, the amount was that they were talking about. And if they're serious about making a run this year, they still need to bolster, I think, their pitching staff. And, you know, I've got a guy out there, Blake Snell, left-hander, runner-up in the Cy, or winner of the Cy Young Award last season, his second Cy Young Award. He's still on the market. And yeah, he's going to be expensive, but he's the ace the Twins need to put them over the top. He was 14-9 and last year with a league-low 225 ERA and 32 starts, so he made every start he was scheduled to make. He threw 180 innings and has made at least 20 or more starts in his six full seasons in the major leagues. So a pitcher like that, yeah, he's going to cost you some money, but He's going to be well worth it at the, the top of the rotation. And again, he's one of those players when you're this close that will put the Twins over the top, in my estimation. So we'll see if they make a move on him. He uh, has a, a tough agent uh, because uh, the guy that, that clubs don't like to deal with a lot is Scott Boris, and he's his client. But the Twins have a, a good relationship with Boris, as he is Carlos Correa's agent, and they worked out a pretty uh, creative contract for Correa this year. So maybe they can get it together and get Blake Snell. I'll be pretty excited if we hear that announcement. I just don't think they're done yet. Uh, we'll see. There's an impact bat out there, too. Tommy Pham, who would give them a right-handed bat in the outfield, which would help because they're short on right-handed bats and right-handed power. Uh, he's a 10-year veteran, 
not a real power guy, but he had 10 homers last year, stole 11 bases in 79 games with the Mets, then was traded to Arizona and hit six more homers and stole 11 more bags. So he might be in the running. But I say get Blake Snell. Make it serious. Let us know you want to win this thing. And I'll be on the sidelines cheering. I will be anyway. But I'd love to have a guy like Snell at the top of the rotation. Well, it's a busy week, and this week on Saturday night in Pelican Rapids, the gymnasium is going to be dedicated in Rex Haugen's honor. The longtime coach at Pelican Rapids will be honored Saturday night when they name the gym in the Al Sigley Activity Center after Rex Haugen. So it's going to be a special night. We're going to lead up to that on our podcast by talking with members of the three state tournament teams that Rex coached the 1977 team, the 1984 team, and the 1993 team. We're going to be joined by Jim Knutson and Mike Martin uh, talking about the 77 season. Also, uh, Pat Westby and hopefully Tim Rogelstead talking about the 84 season. And then on the 93 season, Brian Hovland and Brian Korf are going to join us. We'll hear from Rex Haugen himself as well. Throughout the next four days, starting tomorrow, going through Friday on our podcast, we invite you to tune in as we prepare for that big Saturday night in Pelican Rapids when the basketball court is named after Rex Haugen in the Al Siegley Activity Center. Should be a great night. If you're going over there Saturday for that dedication, you better get there early because it is going to be jam-packed with Pelican Rapids fans, former players under Rex and their families and just basketball people from around the region who want to honor one of the great coaches of uh, the last uh, half century. So we look forward to that and look forward to talking to all these former players about Rex and about their special state tournament years. That's uh, what we're going to feature this week on uh, the podcast. It's Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson, and we thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Sports Moment with Craig Olson. Sponsored by Pemberton Law and Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.